Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I got an awesome one for you today. One of the things I love is being tactical on this show, and uh, the person I'm bringing on today has an amazing tool for you guys to be able to use. And so let me go ahead and introduce him. His name is Jeff Hershey Swert, and Hershey is actually his call sign from the Air Force before. He's the CMO over at Phone Sites. He works with uh, Ryan Stuman and Mike Hardenbrook over there, and he's a, also an international speaker. He's an Air Force veteran. He was an F-16 pilot, wingman, flight lead, commander, and instructor. He's got over 1,000 hours of flight time in the air. He's also built multiple training and software products before being brought on as the phone site's CMO. He's got the numbers to boot, published 30-plus products, 54,000 customers serve, five active SAAS platforms, SaaS platforms, and he's got 14 years' experience in the online marketing industry. Jeff, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, Doug. Awesome. So let's get, oh, you know what? I wanted to congratulate you. I did see on your Facebook page that your daughter just graduated from University of Miami. Is that correct? Yeah, she graduated the U uh, this past weekend. So I was down there celebrating with her and a major accomplishment for her and, uh, you know, keeping the, the box getting checked in the next step in life. Absolutely. So thank you. Uh, I also saw that you guys celebrated and she, she got a little gift for her, her graduation. Yep. Yeah. So my wife wanted to get her something special. So we got her, uh, we got her a nice little uh, purse uh, for her graduation because she's a college student. Right. So we treat yeah. her like a broke college student and go through <laughs> her year degree. And then, you know, here's how life really is. And, and now she's going to step up. And actually, um, even though her degree is in exercise physio, um, she has run a lot of the marketing stuff for me behind a lot of my companies for several years now um, mm -hmm. as a writer and content person. So I'm teaching her the entrepreneur way while yeah. getting the degrees and, and, and going through the process so that now she has opportunities and options. I'm, I'm curious, it, was it just a matter of integrating work and family? Because, you know, my, my daughter has expressed, and she's 12 years old right now. She's okay. expressed interest. She's like, Dad, I'm going to run your company someday. Just letting you That's know, awesome. you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, we'll see. We'll see if you got the chops. We'll see if you got the grit for it, right? Did you just naturally integrate her into, you know, the day-to-day -day business or how did that work? So um, I'm not necessarily the best at, at writing and copywriting. I, I do it for a part of my job and I had to learn that over the years because that's like the number one skill you can have. And I told her that when she was younger, like, hey, being a writer, copywriting, understanding that process and understanding, you know, how a business works and, and how to drive traffic and, and marketing. Um, but I found out when she was in high school, like in the later years, that she was really good at, at writing and, and coming up with the lens of the individual avatar that we spoke to and that we needed to speak to um, at our business. So as I was exiting one of my SaaS companies, I started explaining to her, hey, look, like this is what we got for a letter of interest. This is the price that we're gonna get. Here's the why's. And just kind of start explaining to her because um, she was you know, in you know, 15, 16, 17 years old at the time, you know, here's what we're doing and, and the why's. And you know, it was like, I have this job over the summer. I'm, you know, I'm flipping burgers. I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, what if we paid you for a couple blog posts to, to get out there and, and do that? And then, you know, I'll teach you a little bit over time, over the summer of, of what I'm doing. And that turned into, you know, making a couple thousand dollars a month 
by being hired by different little SaaS companies to do the content marketing and things like that. And she actually has other folks now reaching out to her right before you know, she had finals. So she kind of put everybody on pause. I'm like, yeah. get your finals done, get focused, get your grade, get your degree and, and, and be done. But like they've seen what she's done in the past. And I just kind of helped build that little bit over time, just kind of taught her, hey, here's what we do with this. Here's what we do with that. And now mm -hmm. found a spot that she fit in and let her just try. And here's the one thing is like, I know this is a little bit different than what we're having in the conversation, but yeah, figuring, figuring out um, like when to be dad and when to be the mm -hmm. boss, right? So like when it came to like, we had scheduled meetings of, hey, look, we're gonna talk about this. And I, and I kept all the, the dad talk and I kept all the like, hey, how's college going stuff. It's like, I treated it like she was an employee of, of the business and a job and really mentored her in a way where it's like, I would do any other employee of look, look, this is what my expectations are. Here's what the deliverable is. You know, here's you know what I liked about this, what I didn't like about it. And and mm -hmm. after I don't know, probably six weeks or, or maybe eight weeks of doing that back and forth, I didn't have to have meetings with her anymore. She was trained and, and educated on the process. I just handed her over to the operations manager, and I never spoke to her again in my company. Similar to like the up and out model of of me running my own companies, right. I just basically put her in the right spot. She was trained, and now I had essentially an outsourced worker doing exactly what I wanted. But you know, it happened to just be that I was related to it. There's there's two major things I want to highlight with that because, you know, I I love it. First off, you know, we think we have to like, I don't know, just expose our kids to much all the different elements of entrepreneurship and push that on them. You know what I mean? It's our instinct too because we want to teach them how to eat, right? Yeah. yeah. And. But you just kind of let her naturally. You saw some talent in her in a certain area, and you let her naturally grow that. And it yep. and it and it turns out she was able to grow it exponentially. But even then, in general, when you bring on new people to your company, they have that uh, intimate one-on-one -on -one relationship with you for a little bit until they get trained up, and then you let them operate in their in their uh, zone of genius basically after that. And you don't have to be, you know, connected with them necessarily every week or every day or anything like that. So. Yep. It, it, it seems like that's a process in itself. And I've, I've never really looked at it that way. And so I might start incorporating that, especially with my salespeople when they first come on, it's like, you know, or it, with the operations people, they don't know how to communicate in a way that you can make decisions based on what they're communicating to you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And yep. a lot of the times it's just a communication breakdown initially. So those initial conversations, those, you know, the first 90 days, are massive in order for you guys to connect and figure out, okay, how do we communicate with each other? Yeah, and I, I've kind of set some benchmarks that I've brought over into phone sites and, and pulse card of what we've done is when I come in, I, we really start back with, you know, I brought you on for sales team, marketer, you know, operation manager, whatever it is, you've got to have that personal touch and you've got to build a relationship in the, in the communication because once a communication channel is shut off, then there's assumptions mm -hmm. that are made. There's, I don't know what's going on, or there's like lack of guidance. So you really need to set that tone early. And I think one of the big things that I did when we came on or when I got brought on as the CMO of phone sites was we needed to really define who the avatar was, who the individuals that we were speaking to, what are our roles and goals and objectives and the overall mission of the company and what were the core values of it. And really mm -hmm. instilled that over about a four week period into the team and had one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, um, figured out you know what do they believe their role in the company is versus what the leadership thought their role was. Were they were they matching that or, or were they weren't? What were their expectations? What were their own personal goals for the next quarter, for the next year, right? And then just kind of having that conversation one-on-one -on -one coming in as somebody at the C level or the operations level 
Now you can't mm-hmm. do this if you have a team of like a thousand. You can't do one on one with every person, right. but you, right. you work your way up. So you've got maybe an operations manager or somebody, an executive person that's going to be able to run those operations managers and tell them the touch points that they need to have and, and really mm-hmm. push that personalization down and that really that true care and communication from the top level. Because if we're not all on the same page, we're not all following the same core values, not all following the same mission, you know, where mm-hmm. is everybody going? Like, you know, you're, everybody should be driving the car down the road, you know, and not running into yeah. each other. But if we're starting to bump lanes and, you know, somebody took a turn, four exits mm-hmm. early, and you don't know that, they're lost. So we're just kind of trying to figure out, and I did that with her as well as, as I brought her into my company. Hey, look, here's what we do. Here's what we stand for. Here's what I need you yeah. to do to be part of that piece of the puzzle. And if you can do that and communicate to me when you have problems, then, then we're good. But you do have to have those check-ins as well because some people won't tell you anything. Yeah, and the, <laughs> absolutely. That's why I like the the five minute phone call or the fifteen minute phone call, and I call them touch bases with yep. my entry level salespeople because that's where I find out okay what's really going on from your point of view, and it keeps me in touch with the company. So, yep. con- congrats again. That's that's an that's an awesome story, and I love how you incorporated her into your business as well. So, Thanks. I wanted to ask you, kind of switch gears here a little bit. What is it like to live Top Gun? <laughs> that, that's completely switched gears. Um, I will tell I will tell you that um, from the age of ten, that was my focus. Uh-huh. That was my drive. I did everything: high school, RO, junior ROTC, ROTC, college, um, even changing my major between my freshman and my sophomore year to get a pilot slot. That like I got to achieve the dream that, that I wanted. So I was I was lucky with that. And there's a lot of luck and timing that comes involved in that, and then a little bit of skill. Right. That's actually the smallest part of the equation is that you can actually fly the airplane and operate with situational awareness, all that stuff. But, you know, as an operator, there's luck and skill. You had to be able to find, um, you know, the right timing and and the luck that their spots were were available. Now, once I got in to that job um, Mm -hmm. and was able to become uh, a pilot and become a fighter pilot at at some point in in my life for about eight years or so, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I had like six and a half in the actual jet and the platform itself. I would have done that job for free with just food and housing for the rest of my life at that point as like a 20 something year old guy. Like I loved what I did. Now there was red tape with the military and, you know, moves and and all the stuff that like, I didn't like about that. Right. Mm -hmm. However, if you broke it down to the guys, the squadron flying every day, the challenges, the missions, training the students that I, Mm -hmm. I literally, if you just covered my living expenses, I was living the dream. Like you couldn't tell me no amount of money in the world. And I've done pretty well since I've gotten out, got me to the point where I was like, I would just do this like for, for the rest of my life for, for free. Yeah. Like as, as long as I physically could. And even knowing that like upcoming assignments and things were happening down the road where I was probably going to be leaving the jet. I was like, how do I stay in like another two years or like, how do I right. extend this just a little bit longer? Because yeah. that's the only thing I wanted to do. Um, I didn't want, to go keep being, you know, I didn't want to be a general. I didn't want to be, you know, a, a wing commander or, or even a squadron commander would have been nice, like maybe an officer commander. But like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to do that stuff. I wanted to be in the airplane operating the weapon system because mm-hmm. that's what I got. To, I, I lived my entire life up until that point to, to get in, the, to get my butt in the seat of, of a jet. Yeah. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And it kind of answers my next question, which is, you know, I think uh, what took you out of the military was uh, medical discharge, right? You yep. had a, a back injury. Yep. And and so, you know, here you are 
on your way out of the military thinking like, what am I going to do next? And you landed in online marketing. Yeah, and so, exactly. you know, my question was going to be is what, why not, you know, become a contractor for the air force, do some instruction, basically teach, you know, yep. what you did mm -hmm. for the past six years. And then, you know, there's your answer right there. It, it wasn't about that. It was about having your butt in the seat. And so yep. I guess then my next question is, why online marketing? How do you go from flying jets to sitting behind a laptop and, and basically nerding out on, on yeah. SaaS software? <laughs> so, well, I didn't start with SaaS. I, I grew into yeah. it. Um, you know, it's just like anything. It's a building block. Or I didn't know where I was going at the time. So, I mean, we lived in a bubble, right? I, I lived in a bubble being a fighter pilot. Like I, I lived in small little areas, small worlds, and, and, you know, by design in a way by the military, but also because we also, that was, you stay with the people that, you know, you, are in the same community with. So it was like a fraternity, um, if you will. So mm -hmm. when I blew this in my back, it was L5S1. Um, I had uh, surgery and I was actually planning my own um, like uh, recurrency program to get myself back up and, and back in the airplane and teach the students again. And then my disc re-slipped. Um, so like two weeks before I was supposed to start flying again, I started getting pain down my legs, sciatica again, all that stuff and, and go to get in. And it took about two or three months to get a second opinion. Um, and during that time, scar tissue and things over took my, basically the, the surgical area and they didn't want to go back in because they could put me in a wheelchair, right? More likely than actually fix me. And I'm like, great. And the doctor that I had was an ex flight surgeon down at, um, in Phoenix, one of the like top five in, in, in the country. So I trusted them, mm -hmm. right? Like we had real conversations. It wasn't like I was being pencil whipped. So right. I got offered to either stay in and, and basically become somebody's admin person for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. maybe fly a drone or, or fly a heavy if I wanted to, but I couldn't sit at that time for extended periods of time. Matter of fact, I'm in a standing desk now. I still stand, um, mm -hmm. when I work. And then, um, the other thing was, Hey, look, you can basically, you know, we know that this is a real injury. Um, you know, my flight surgeon was getting out of the military and he's like, I know your entire case history. The men from commander knows your history. We know you're not like, you know, screwing around with us here. Like we know that you've been trying to get back in the jet and, so we're willing to write your MEB, your, your retirement paperwork um, about a month or two early and see if that's the process you want to go. So basically I get a you know college degree and a license to steal to go do whatever I want at, yeah. at that point, medical retirement, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, at that point, because of something that happened, I was like, all right, you know, maybe I'll go to see what, what else is out there. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled into, you know, online marketing and all that kind of stuff. And was like, huh, I can make money from my, my laptop. I don't want to fly commercial. I went to college for that kind of stuff. I, I, I wanted right. the challenge, right? That, that, and I okay. plus at that point, I couldn't sit for a period of time, like literally yeah. like 30 minutes and I was in pain. So went through the process of like, hey, how do I start a business? Went to the online marketing thing and that turned into like, mm -hmm. we were doing online marketing, that turned into online marketing with some tools and, and oh, let's create a little software piece with this. And then yeah. that turned into, you know, 2011, 2012, creating and, and starting to build full-blown SaaS companies. Um, yeah. I built and sold a small hosting company. And then 2014, a partner and I built an, uh, a complete white label SaaS platform and sold it to digital agencies and mm -hmm. exited that about five years later because we kept just building upon everything that we had. And, and when I stopped and looked back about, you know, six or seven years ago about like, how did I get here? Right. It's like, well, well how did, how does anybody wind up where they're at? Right. I didn't have a degree. Right. I had a degree. I did a degree in aviation science. Like I'm a pilot. Like that's the only thing I, I knew. Um, yeah. But I went back, I had one business class in like my sophomore year of college and I had absolutely loved it. Right. I got a hundred percent on like, absolutely. I was like, huh. Right? I was like business administration or something. I was like, oh, I'll figure that out. 
but I kind of went down the road of like, how do I flip this into something that I want to do? And, and I didn't realize it kind of like you said about your daughter, like, I'm going to run your business one day. I started yeah. telling my parents that with their mortgage business. And instead of going that route, I just went my own and it got right. into marketing and just compounding and, and networking, talking to other folks and being a fighter pilot and ex fighter pilot opens the doors to a lot of conversations because people want to like talk to you about things, mm -hmm. but that allows you like, that doesn't get you that far. It gets you the, in the door right. to have the conversation. But when people start seeing, Hey, look, you're willing to do what you're saying you're going to do. You're following up. It, it comes with credibility and, and being in the military and getting out of the military still mm -hmm. comes with a lot of credibility of like, Oh, you were in the Marines, you were in the Navy, yeah. you know, you were in the air force, you were in the army. Like, Oh, we'll give you a shot. Like, or, Hey, I'm a veteran too. I'll, I'll let, let me talk right. to you a little bit about this or, Hey, thanks for your service. What are you doing now? Right. That at least gets you in the door. And that's what mm -hmm. I was able to do for me with a couple of their bigger marketers. And then I, then I put in the work, I put in the yeah. effort, I put in the time and, and I busted my butt to get to a certain point where, all right, now, I have the ability to go and build software. So I've got a connection with a guy that helped me build software and that turned into the next thing and the next thing. And now, you know, I learned marketing by stumbling and tripping and I'm self-educated. Like most people are in this marketing world of like, mm -hmm. I've learned through trial and error, trial by fire. And, and I, and I failed a lot of times, but I've also taken those failures and turned them into lessons and haven't, haven't repeated them and, mm -hmm. and keep moving forward. So that's how I took a back injury and flipped it into you know, multiple companies and now working for another SaaS company because they saw the value of what I can bring in and, and brought me in to, to help them build their marketing department. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've kind of seen Ryan's uh, journey since, uh, man, I want to say it was like 16 or 17 when this was just a whisper, you know what I mean? Yep. And then, and then uh, joining Apex a couple years later in uh, 2021, and then hearing about, you know, obviously already being a phone sites customer at that point and okay, this is just an easy to make quick website and lead capture tool. And now it's kind of evolved into so much more. So let's talk about that a little bit um, sure. and what it's evolved into. So, you know, currently, you know, a lot of our listeners, they're doing door to door, they have sales orgs or they are just starting their sales teams. Right. And sure. so I'll talk a little bit about how we use it and then, you know, I know we're underutilizing it right now for what you guys are doing uh, and what you guys have added to it since we kind of implemented it in our company. So basically for us, it's a simple business card tool for our guys at the door. Right. And so we we uh, do a what is it called? The chip. The, the NFC, NFC chip. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we 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 got our own chips for our own badges at the door. Yep. You know, that, that way we can uh, customize those badges and then we. I don't know how we do this because I don't do it, but we code it to our phone site. So basically yep. the customer can tap, tap the, uh, their phone onto that badge and then get mm -hmm. the uh, salesperson's business card right there, which is their, their phone site, which has, you know, lead capture tools on it. And so that's kind of how we're using it right now. And customers are always impressed with it. They're always like, Oh man, this is so much better than a business card. You know what I mean? Yep. But you guys are doing some really cool stuff now beyond that. So tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah. So when uh, came on, we were talking the the brand phone sites and Pulse card were kind of like co like coexisting on the same site. So like that. So we broke them out because really the, the Pulse card, the digital business card um, is what most people would refer to it as needs mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, get the information from the customer as well as share your own uh, as well. And then set up the follow up. So we kind of talk about the three C's, which are connect, capture and convert. Um, so obviously if you're running a sales team, having a card like this 
and having a business card uh, that's a digital smart card allowing you to share that contact information should be non-negotiable. It should always be in the pocket or mm-hmm. on basically the in or in the wallet of that sales team, right? Whether it be a purse or wallet or a phone card, I put it in the back of my phone um, because that's where I keep all my, my cards, but this should be non-negotiable. Like I've talked to a couple of people that do sales and they're like, this should be a fireable offense if your sales team doesn't have this on them. Because what yeah. it does is like you said, it wows the customer, right? The first thing is, is to connect. So you want to wow the customer with, the digital profile. And that's what we've done by you know having the pulse card set up where it shows a really beautiful digital profile for them to be able to say, okay, now I know who you are. It links to your information. I can grab either your video about what your product is. I can go to your, your social links. I learn about your bio. We actually have implemented a two-way shareback feature right now so that I can actually have the individual tap the card, put me into their smartphone device, or if they don't have the ability to do the NFC chip, because some people don't have it turned on or activated. We have the QR mm-hmm. code on the back, and then they can scan that and they pull up the digital profile. From that point, they save my contact information, and we immediately have the ability now to prompt them to give me theirs, right? So they can put in their name, their email, their phone number, or any notes that we have, and then send me back that information, and it texts me their contact record right there on the spot. That allows basically within 15 to 30 seconds, two-way sharing. And if you're a sales guy, now when you have that information, that note of who they are, where they're at, or it comes from the CRM, you follow up with them when you Mm -hmm. call them, when you text them or whatever you're doing as a salesperson to go through um, and reach out to that prospect. Now you're in their device, you're in their phone. You're not a seven or 10 digit number that's sitting there. You are literally Jeff Schwartz or Doug Mitchell, like Mm -hmm. that's calling you, that's texting you. And then you can have the company information and all that stuff. And what's really cool if you're running sales or if you're ahead of a sales team or if you're part of the sales team, you can actually know the metrics of this as well, mm-hmm. right? The KPIs, the number of scans, the number of unique scans, the number of visits, unique visits, the leads that are being generated by the card. So you can mm-hmm. look down to not necessarily a granular level, but you're getting close to that where you can see, all right, so I've got three or four guys that are using this. I've got one or two that, that aren't doing this at all. So right. what are they doing over there? And if part of your sales process, part of your sales procedures and your checklist of when you go to somebody's home, you mm-hmm. have them scan this and put them in the device to show that, hey, yes, I do really work for this company. Here's where we are. Let's get your information in there. Look, I know that two of the four, two of the six of you aren't performing. You're not doing what you should be doing in the company. Right. And that allows me to manage that team a little bit better and really have some insights as to what we can do as a company to improve our sales process. So mm-hmm. while it's not like, you know, eye-opening that, hey, look, we know every little detail, it's the important details that matter, right? It's the, hey, mm-hmm. who's scanning, who's getting that information. And then on the back end, we already have inside of phone sites, which is what powers these smart cards, the little digital mm-hmm. business cards that these guys are using, we have automated text message and email follow-up. So you can API out to whatever CRM that they're looking for to work with. So whether it be a Salesforce or a Keep Infusionsoft or a HubSpot, whatever they want to use, they can API it out. Or if it's a smaller operation, they can just keep it inside of the system, inside of phone sites, connect a Twilio account. You can now do SMS follow-up, SMS. Oh, nice. Hey, this is Jeff. I was at your home a couple hours ago. Is there any questions, right? Or email Mm. follow-up. And then look, not to say that, you know, salespeople, aren't the best at follow-up. They, they, they <laughs> I'll say it. They're too, I'll say it. Yeah, so I don't want to insult anyone that's on here. Look, I do sales too for a living. Like, yeah. I am not the best at follow-up, right? Mm-hmm. Let the automation, automate and replace yourself. Let the automation do the work so that 
when you're sending out those messages, when they reply back, you're like, oh, I got to reply from Doug. I got to reply from Jeff. They are interested, right? You don't have to spend 40 minutes, you know, on your ride home or trying to squeeze in that extra phone call while you're at dinner or something like that, or you got your spouse or somebody talking to you and you're like, oh, I got to finish my follow-up for the day. Let the automation do it. Just automate and replace yourself up and out of that position where if they are interested, they are replying back and it helps qualify those leads a little bit better. So all mm -hmm. of that is just baked into the site that runs these cards, that powers the back end of this so that as a salesperson, it should be non-negotiable. You should have this in your wallet, in your purse, in your car mm -hmm. at all times. Um, and it can work for not only salespeople, but everybody in the company, because think about it, like you should be proud to show that you work for that company set up and, and not everybody's going to carry a business card around. But if you just right. put this in your wallet and your purse, be like, oh yeah, here's what I do right now. Go to the holidays, go to like, you know, a barbecue in the summer, whatever it is. People are like, oh, what are you doing? Here, let mm -hmm. me show you. It's just the wow factor alone gets their yeah. attention. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I remember when I was uh, 18, 19 years old and I learned Photoshop and I started making business cards, you know, and uh, it wasn't your, you know, black text on a white piece of paper business cards. It was like, we had images in it and, and, you know, high end logos and graphics and everything. Yep. And so we were, we were kind of changing the game by doing that. You know what I mean? And this is just the evolution of that. Right. And now yeah, it's digital absolutely. and now it's, you know, a sexy website and you can pack as much information as you need to in there or as little information to get theirs. Right. And so that they can, yep. they can reach out to you for more info. Yeah. So and when, one I, of the things when I talk to, oh, go ahead, I would say when I talk to agencies, the other thing too is, sales teams, like they forget their marketing message, right? You can mm -hmm. put the marketing message right on the digital profile, or maybe they stumble or it's loud, right? You're mm -hmm. maybe at front door cars are going by, or maybe yeah. you meet somebody at a networking event, let the tool do the selling for you, right? Just go exactly. ahead and have them pull digital profile. And then now they're captive. They're looking, everybody's mm -hmm. used to looking at their phone, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Facebook all day long. Well, now you've captured them as well and they can read your sales message right mm -hmm. there on the device. And you don't have to worry about like, oh, what do you do or explaining this is what our special is or, or, or save 20% this month or whatever it is. It's right. right there in front of them. And then you don't have to worry about the salesperson forgetting or disregarding what your offer is or whatever it is because they have their own agenda. It's just, mm -hmm. Hey, look, this is, this is what it is. And it gets in front of the customer. So like psychologically and emotionally, a big thing happens when you're in front of a customer. So, you know, my specialty being door to door sales, right? So you're in front of that customer and you turn, sideways and then they turn with you and you show them your device so you could put the sales presentation on one of the pages yep. on your phone sites and just run through it right there versus right now we're using a uh, a slick right and so the slick has its features too you can tap on it pattern interrupt all that good stuff but yep. you know the, if these guys have ipads out in the field that's an easy way to have the sales presentation there with a quick you know this, this is how this product works. Step one, step two, step three. And it's right there in front of them. And there's visuals because people learn yeah. in, in different ways. One of the things I love about it too is, you know, any, any data points that you can give me on my sales team, I'm getting excited. Right. And so there is measurable activity in there. So one of the things we do in apex is building your machine, adding five contacts to our CRM on a daily basis. Right. And so if you're preaching that, to your salespeople as well. This is the easiest possible way to do it. Yeah. And and it, it's so hard to manage salespeople on results when it's when you could you, you create real change when you manage them on measurable activity. Right. Yeah. And so if you know somebody's putting the effort in and, and you can actually measure that activity 
then it's easier to keep them around because you know the results will come. The law of averages will provide, right? And so yeah. connecting uh, customers to your phone sites and getting their information as well as giving them yours is massive. So right now, uh, iPhones have a feature that I use every day. And it basically silences and hides every call that is not in my contacts, essentially. That's highly important. So the fact that you are in their contacts now, and when you follow up with them with a phone call, you actually show up, like you said. It's Doug Mitchell, yes. Argenta Solar, and they know exactly who it is, and their phone actually rings is yes. massive, right? Yep. Because, it doesn't go to silenced call. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because so the I other get, thing, too, is... Yeah, I'm sure you get, yeah, I get dozens yeah. of phone calls a day that just go, I'm like, yeah. like how do I have 12 minutes not call? I was like, oh, it's all the spam, right? Yeah. Or my phone was found on the black web because I've had this phone number for 20 years now. So like now it's everywhere. Same. You know, yeah. one point I put it online and now it's sold everywhere. So I just don't answer my phone if you're not in it, right? That's how yeah. most people operate. But even, yeah. even when you send a text message, it's not a 10 digit number. It's Doug Mitchell or Jeff Schwartz text you. Right. But the other thing too is when you scan this smart business card, right? And you have the digital business card right there set up. They're, you're going and you're putting your digital profile in their browser on their mm -hmm. phone or their device. Because what happens is when you walk away, they can still go back and read a little bit more about you yeah. and what you do in that process. And that's something that's key because you're, mm -hmm. instead of having a leave behind of like a piece of paper or a brochure or a trifold or a one page or yeah. whatever, you can do that too and probably leave your QR code on there so they can scan and learn a little bit more about you, but yeah. you're on their device. So when they go to open their phone after you leave, the first thing they pull up is your web browser because it's already sitting there with yeah. your sales pitch. So you're sitting right there in front of them with one more chance to increase the law yeah. of averages to be able to make that sale or to make them be like, you know what? Let me call that guy, Doug. Like, you know, he yeah. seemed nice. Like I liked what he had. Let, let, let me talk about what he has over at his company. Well, and then you just, if one of your friends ask about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm getting a proposal for Emergent and Solar. Hey, uh, I need to get solar too. How do I get in touch with these guys? They just hit the little arrow and shoot yep. it over to them. <clears throat> yes. Super easy to share as well. So that's massive. Um, let me ask you this because I'm in solar and a lot of us in solar use SalesRabbit, right? Okay. Uh, SalesRabbit is a canvassing software. So how does that work? You know, that exchange happens is... Am I still going to have to enter it manually into SalesRabbit? So, so my guys in the field, whenever they get an appointment, they enter that appointment in SalesRabbit. Is there maybe some open API stuff we could do there? Yes, there are APIs. We have a, okay. an API. We actually have Zapier. So you have the ability to send oh, the yeah. apps that, that are over there. So as long as um, the SalesRabbit has Zapier and, and you can be able to connect the two, yeah. Because mm -hmm. what you'll do is you'll get the lead, and then you can either create the follow-up in our system, um, mm -hmm. which I would say send the initial follow-up and then zap it out into sales rabbit and telling them know that, hey, look, here's a process from there. So you're doing the initial follow-up, but also then putting them into the CRM. That's why I, I would do it if I were to look at it. Yeah, that was my thought on the back end. It's like, okay, we're going to cross-reference the phone site CRM with our CRM and make sure that, that they're in there. And if they're not, we're going to zap it over and then start yep. the follow-up process with that. And that's, yep. that's kind of how we can catch some of the, the leads that the sales reps aren't following up with or forgot about. They're in their phone. And they're not going to die there because they're in the phone site CRM, right? That's, and that's that's key, right? Because you meet somebody, oh, here, put your number in my phone, all that good yeah. stuff. And then all of a sudden, like 15 I don't phone calls name. later, three days. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, like, what? Wait, what was that guy? And then you got the guy like, with the, red, the blue door. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're like, shit, I forgot. Like, ah, I got to go back and figure it out. Like, But at the end of the day, the, the big thing is, is if they're in phone sites, if they're in our CRM, right, you can zap mm -hmm. it out to sales rabbit because they've captured that information 
you have the data, you know who the lead is, right? And you know the amount of activity that each and every one of those sales reps has. So help me understand this. So right now I have my phone sites account and everybody okay. kind of piggybacks off of that one, right? I think I, I did the deal a couple of years ago when it was like 250 for a year okay. or something like that. It's and saying that's not going to happen anymore without me. Being I know, around. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got in early. But uh, that's good. Let me ask you this. When it comes to all these integrations and features you're talking about, I would imagine this is some type of enterprise account or like. So uh, we have a team's level account for like 50 or more. Um, okay. You have the ability, if you have a small team of, let's say, five to 10, you can get basically a, a reseller account or you can activate a team's account, which there's a, there's an enterprise level uh, price for that. But if you have the ability to go to, you know, mypulsecard.com and see, hey, look, I've got X amount of folks, or just talk to our sales team and say, hey, you know, I've got a team of 10 that I need to be able to set this up for. We help you manage those accounts. Um, we have a level right now that's um, affordable for smaller mm -hmm. groups that you can basically go in and you can manage and control everything and see everybody underneath and they won't have their own login. Um, that's where you can basically control that. It just depends on the size of your team. Um, we do everything from one-off card sales all mm -hmm. the way up to, you know, a couple thousand folks um, during a team yeah. manager account. So you can do like an entire company, whether your your sales team's one or mm -hmm. 200 or even 2000, we have the ability to help you manage that. Yeah, I remember uh, right before MDM, uh, Mike Hardenbrook reached out to me. It's like, hey, do you want us to do something for you for MDM? Because we, we were sponsoring the event and, and he was like, we have these bracelets and he was showing me the, the phone site yep. brace, the, the, the contact point bracelets and they were actually able to put our Argento Solar logo on there. And we yep. had them at the MDM and we're just tapping people left and right. You know what I'm saying? Those, yeah, those are great for events. Yep. Yeah. So I have, I have on the back of my laptop, I have the little pulse button, which mm -hmm. I set it up like the little QR code and it's got the tap button. I've got the card that's always my wallet. And then go yeah. to events, you just have the bracelet. Because it's a conversation starter too, mm -hmm. right? You have the ability to just go like, oh, here, just tap this. People are like, wait, what? Yeah. And, it, and it's that wow factor. Um, where it's just, it's different. It's new. It's, it's a pattern mm -hmm. interrupt from what they're used to. Um, and then when they pull up the profile and you start the network and the connection, it's just like one thing after another where you connect, capture and convert them because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, like I remember who Doug was. He was the guy that, that had the, had the bracelet. Yep, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's massive too, because like nobody wants, I don't think anybody wants to wear, unless you work for phone sites, right? Or you're just a big fan a bracelet yeah. that has phone sites on it, right? No, so you guys yeah. are actually able to customize those. So yep. like, I, I never not wear this one. It's got our mission statement, which is achieve freedom. And so if we could do a custom one that said achieve freedom, you know, yep. a lot of people would, you know, I have people that uh, to this day, I see wearing this bracelet from MDM and um, it's, it, it's really cool, but then it could double as a business card, you know what I'm yes. saying? And just be able to tap like that. So that's, I think that's big, especially for uh, events. So no, for sure. Phone sites and Pulse Card, a lot of what you guys are doing is centered around data. Yes. And from what I understand in conversations that I've had with, with Stuman in the past, like when you when you talk about selling your company and you want to get your company prepared to sell, a big part of that multiple, uh, to get an increase in multiple, you have to have some, some really nice data in place. So yes, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about that because, you know, I know that's one of y'all's goals long term. You know, Ryan's talked about that before. About selling for you know possibly seven figures eight or i'm sorry nine nine figures yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i went back to my notes on that when i was like wait no that's not right You're, uh, yeah way too low 
yeah. So y'all want to sell for nine figures. So how important is the data piece of this? And and you know, if you have your your own company, whether it's a sales org, all the way to uh, your own product, how important is that that data piece? Collecting those emails, collecting that information from your customers. It's massive. Um, I exited a company that I built between 2014 and, and 2019. Um, I got to stay on board as a consultant with that uh, PE mm -hmm. firm for a while and kind of got to go to their office and, and learn what they were doing. The biggest thing that they were doing, this is like a half a billion dollar fund. Um, they were moving into data and they were reselling data of like how to get access to the data that they were pulling off of online and, and going from there. And that's one of the biggest things that, that you could have access to is data and understanding because you can pull a lot of metrics you can pull kpis off of that and data is hugely important right because mm -hmm. if you don't know what the data is you can't measure right if you can't measure you don't know where to adjust or what to do or where to move or, or, or what really is happening in your business because because metrics are, are are the king of like driving your your business they're, they're key factors in knowing and, and where do you get your metrics from where do you measure from you measure mm -hmm. in data right you measure from unique scans, number of activity, who's doing it, right? The leads that come in and then the quality of those leads, right? Do you have name, name, address, phone number, name, address, phone number, cell phone? Um, you know, where did they come from? Uh, you can do metric scoring and, and things like that. So data is going to be a key factor for us when we start to build and, and, and get into that ramp up period where we're going right now, which is how do we help the folks that are phone sites users? How do we help the individuals and the companies that are using the digital business card with the pulse card and using, scanning that on a daily basis, understand the data that they have and how they can benefit from that to help drive their ship through the ocean, right? Where, where are they going? Where are they navigating to? Um, and, and we're going to give them that direction, that roadmap with the data, right? Like, hey, you, like I said, you got six salespeople, four are doing the appropriate thing and you got two. Right, time to toss them overboard, either level up or level out of the business. If you can't follow this process, then what makes me think that you're giving the right presentation? What makes me think that you're actually fulfilling and servicing my company properly or the customers of our company properly? Because I've asked you to do this one simple thing, which is scan your card and you can't do that. Right. So that shows me at this level that you can't do it. So that data point right there helps you find the weak from the strong swimmers. Just that one little thing right there can make an impact mm -hmm. in your business. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, for us right now, we're we're heavy on, you know, the amount of doors knocked per day. And we track that in sales rabbit. So it's 85 a day. And we literally got rid of half of our sales team a month ago because they would not knock 845 doors a day. They obviously didn't have the results. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not yeah. like we they were knocking out deals and we got rid of them over a data point. No, it was like, hey, we're not having results. We're gonna focus on the measurable activities. And it was that that uh, door knock data point. We're like, this is this is completely in your control. Yeah. Like nothing can can stop you from this. You know, act yep. of God. <laughs> That's about yeah. it, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So completely in your control. And then you know, as you move down that list of data points that really matter and that really convert, it, it becomes uh, incredibly more important. And if you, if if everybody's goal should be to sell their company, right? Even if you yep. never sell, a company that is ready to sell is insanely profitable, efficient, runs on its yep. own, right? Turn, and so if you key. set your yep. company, yeah, is it's turnkey 100%. And part of that being turnkey is your list, your list of customers, your list of leads, 
and that they can be converted, you know, once you do sell over the next couple of years or whatever the case is, or sold to more, right? I mean, yep. I think that's one of the sexiest things about phone sites is you guys have a amazing list of entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? Because that's Ryan's, you know, that's what Ryan attracts is uh, is entrepreneurs and they're growing their business. And here's a beautiful thing is you get to see their business grow within the technology that you guys are providing. Because what yeah. happens, you see more leads coming in, you see more accounts happening, you see more contacts. So anybody that is in the B2B space is going to love that list of customers right there. So you guys are set up to succeed with that. So what's next for y'all over at Phone Sites? So we're working to be able to get to larger accounts through mm -hmm. team accounts, enterprise level accounts with the digital business card, and then mm -hmm. helping serve the phone site customers that have been with us for you know extended period of time, one, two, three, four years now. I think it's mm -hmm. like a little about four, four and a half years to make sure that they have all the tools they need to make this super simple, to be able to go out there and actually build those sales funnels and put people in the process. But really our goal is to help provide that data, those metrics um, with tying in the Pulse card to those phone sites to help create a sales process that fills the funnel, right? right. So you can do BOM, you can build your machine, you, you can use social media and send people to your site, which is great. But when you meet somebody in person, they're not gonna type in your website and, and go there. So right. that's what the digital business card is. So we're, we're gonna focus very heavily on getting that correct with the right metrics as we try to figure out what are the right features for our users to be able to help make it easier or streamlined for the, for the new folks that come in and then mm -hmm. make it more valuable for them for, for the long term to say, look, yes, there's a lot of different page builders and, and site builders and things that are out there, but I use this one because of the ease of use, the data yeah. that it provides me, and then the results that I get with it, plus the world-class support that comes behind it. Like the team that we've got behind this between the development team and the support team, they truly have bought into the G code. They truly have bought into right. our mission and our core values. And it's not mm -hmm. just, and I've been with some of these companies where they are just looking for a LinkedIn checkbox. I worked for this company. I'm like, basically they're mercenaries for hire. I, I will right. hop to the next company the minute a better contract comes. Folks that work here truly care, right? They actually mm -hmm. have bought into what we do in the mission. And, you know, I took on this role because I talked to Mike and he was a, a good friend of mine and I knew it was going on behind mm -hmm. the scenes because we had talked, right? We, we have confidential conversations like, hey, look, here's where, what's going on. Here's what we're doing next. And, you know, I was like, all right, the opportunity came, I'll, I'll work and, 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 and kind of come in and help join this team and help guide it for a little while because it truly has a mission and a passion behind it to help entrepreneurs start to generate needs, start to generate sales, whether it be creating a, a quick little funnel for your business or helping your entire sales team mm -hmm. convert more leads into sales. Right. So we work with a one off all the way to bigger companies. And our goal would be this year, if we move into the next year, setting ourselves up so that we can help all of those quickly and easily generate more leads faster and then help convert them by connecting, capturing, converting those leads by using the pulse cards and putting them in the phone size product. Massive. That's where it's at. I mean, and I know as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to get with my team and we're going to figure out how to use that exchange versus just just sending them our info because that is, yep. I mean, that's great. They have the info, but we want it back and we want to capture yep. that. Lead Absolutely. Be able yep. to market, market to them moving forward. So we're going to yep. definitely take advantage of that. Okay. So there's one question I ask at the end of every episode and okay. um, I love the answers that I get because it's all kinds. Um, so the, the question is, you know, what does legacy mean to you and what legacy are you going to leave behind? So I've got two children. Mm -hmm. Four altogether, my, my stepchildren. Legacy means to me is that you made an impact on all the lives that you touched. 
throughout the years, right? So I've got a brand, I've got a name, I've got businesses, I've got you know companies that I worked with or, or worked for. My legacy is that when somebody says, hey, you know, he's no longer here, I know how he's positively affected my life. And mm-hmm. I actually left a legacy. I've actually only told like three people this ever. So I guess now I'm telling thousands. But um, <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I left the Air Force, we have, we, had a, we have a briefing guide that we left, like a briefing deck that we do every single day, our motherhood, and then the individual missions, all that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. when I left behind, I left my briefing book behind with the students when I was an instructor. I met one of those students like three years later. Um, mm-hmm. I just happened to run into him. And he's like, Hershey, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? Right, I talked to him. And he's like, we took your briefing guide and we've been using it for the last three or four years before we became a wingman. Then we became a flight lead. And now I'm going through the instructor program. And I can see everything that you left behind for me. So that, that left an impact for me of what I was going to be able to do for other people that I kind of even forgot about it in a way that mm-hmm. I had done that and left it behind to them. Um, so even this day, like I wish I still had it, but I knew that my legacy lived on through those guys and I'm sure they passed it down from there. So when I come into marketing, when I come into the people that I touch, I want to leave something where they're like, even when they knew who I was or wasn't, they think of the products that they you know, work with or in, or the time that they spent in those products or services, or the one time that they made an impact by seeing the digital business card and somebody went, wow, and said, I need to talk to you. I want to make an impact when I'm no longer there. Like it has to do like integrity, right? So you do with the things you're supposed to be doing, even when no one's looking with legacy, I want to leave something behind where if they didn't know it even came from me, then I touch an impact in those lives. So for me, like with my daughter helping bring her um, into mm-hmm. a little bit of an entrepreneurship, um, I wrote her a little note on her, on her card saying, Hey, look, you've checked all the boxes in life that are required of you. Right. right. You don't necessarily need to get a college degree, at least to try, but she got a college degree. I said, yeah. now you get to decide your path and what you want to do. And I'll support you in, in no matter what you want to do. So my mm-hmm. legacy is to leave the ability for my children to be able to go do what they want to do. Right. Whether I'm here or, or not, that they know that like whether they choose one path or the other and they go down the wrong path for a little bit, it's a pivot yeah. point that they hit. Right. It's mm-hmm. not a failure point. It's a pivot point. Okay. I learned a lesson and, and I go from there that they understand that no matter where they go in life and they leave that legacy on, whether it be through revenue and, and income or impact um, and, and changing other people's lives, that they have the ability and the ability because we were provided for them, that opportunity and the education and the understanding that, look, you get to do whatever you want because you've done the pre-requirements that were here. And now mm-hmm. you get to choose your own path. You choose your own adventure where you want to go in life. And you don't have to worry about like, how am I going to be able to do that? So that's a legacy that, you know, I want to leave on with the customers and, and I've done, mm-hmm. I guess once before um, in my life. And it really taught me to where the, the next steps were going to be for me. Yeah. I think you coming out of the air force and leaning, leaning into your passion and not, not necessarily pigeonholing yourself because of your degree or because of yeah. your work history. And you just kept leaning into it, leaning into it. And then it evolved and it changed. And, and now here you are and your kids get to see that example. And then, yeah, the, uh, the, the flight students coming back and, and seeing, what, what did you call it, a briefing guide? Yeah, there's a briefing guide of all of my briefs. Like literally, those yeah. took like tens of, if not a hundred hours to, to build that uh-huh. thing out and to say that they took it and they used it. Like I had forgotten mm-hmm. about it. I was like, yeah, wow, that, that was like an awe-inspiring moment for me in, in my life. Yeah, I, I relate to that so much because that's what I want the Building Great Sales Teams brand to be, a briefing guide for people that are building sales teams that they can go back to, you know, whenever they're, they're struggling with their sales team or they're starting a new one. Uh, I think that's a small piece of the legacy that I want to leave behind. So that's a, that's a great example of that actually happening. So I appreciate yeah. that. 
I would have, I would never even mention it if I didn't, you just triggered the thought process. Like, yeah, oh, yes, actually I've done that. So, uh, no, that's awesome. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you coming on the show. If, uh, any, anybody wants to, obviously they can go to, uh, postcard.com. Yep. Mypostcard.com or phonesites.com, or you can just type in my name, Jeff mm-hmm. Um, it'll take you to one of my websites, which will actually uh-huh. go to the one that you guys have pulled up there um, on the left-hand tab. And then, yeah. or that'll also take you to either, which is my call sign, jeffhershey.com. Mm-hmm. Um, either mm-hmm. one of those will go to a website that goes to me um, if yeah. you want to talk to me or, or set up. I'm highly available. I have a mm-hmm. zero inbox policy, so I don't have 10,000 unread emails. Um, yeah. If you shoot me an email or a message, you're going to get a response. No, I love it. I appreciate it, Jeff. And definitely reach out to Jeff on the uh, speaking too. I mean, he is an international speaker, so he can do that for you as well. Uh, Again, appreciate you coming on the show, providing us with all this value and this amazing tool that we can use with our sales teams. Awesome. Thank you, Doug. And thanks for having me. And thanks for everybody for watching. All right, let's get building. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.